Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Jonathan LaCroxy, and debuting on the show, I've got author and vet veteran Shoshana Johnson. How you doing? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Welcome to the show, listeners. I am so excited Shoshana is on because we've had Anisha Brackens, we've had Diego Lopez, and now we have the face of the true story of the movie Grace. So how do you feel being on the show, Shoshana? I'm excited, a little nervous. (laughs) I'm nervous too. (laughs) But we got each other, okay? Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. So why don't you tell listeners your story? Because you are the face of what you experienced 20 years ago. Listeners may not know that you were in the military. Yeah, I I joined the military 25, uh, deployed to Iraq at 30, was involved in an ambush where we lost 11 members of our unit. And um, six of us were captured as prisoners of war. I spent 22 days as a prisoner of war in Iraq before being rescued by the United States Marine Corps. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what do you call it? How did that feel in case listeners, what do you call it? They're going to ask, what was going through your mind 22 days? Um, 22 days of fear. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen to you. You're in the middle of the conflict. So there's, you know, bombings going on. You can hear firefights, the shooting back and forth. Um, you know, I was wounded at the time. I, I was shot in both my legs. So I was wondering if I was going to lose my legs. I wondered, you know, about my daughter. I had a two-year-old at home with my parents at the time. And then, of course, you have long talks with God. You know, you apologize for everything you've ever done wrong in life. You know, harassing my sisters, my cousins, you know, partying too much when you were young, all kinds of things. But, um, you know, you just prayed that you would make it out of there. Mm -hmm. And you did make it out of there. Do you want to talk to our listeners about the surgery you had to do or else if you did not do it, you would have you would not be here with me 20 years later? Oh, yes. Um, it was. I can't remember how long it was when I was in captivity where, you know, a doctor would come in. An Iraqi doctor would come in and look at my legs and change my bandages, but I was bleeding through my bandages, you know, every single day. So they came in and they said, you're going to have to have surgery. And I've never had surgery before in my life. Um, And so to think that I would have to go through general anesthesia in Iraq, in Baghdad, as they're bombing, as their prisoner. Wow. But the realization is that, you know, if they didn't repair or at least get the bleeding to stop and so forth. I, I would have probably gotten gangrene or something like that or another kind of infection and died or lost my legs. So mm-hmm. I just had to trust and, and pray about it and, and um, hope they would do right by me because when it comes down to it, they didn't even really have to do that. I'm sure they were taking on a lot of casualties themselves. So for them to put the time in to um, give me an operation and not just myself, two of the other prisoners of war, uh, were injured and they got operations too. Uh, right. It was much appreciated and it right. was unexpected, unexpected. Right. Now there was a person closest to you, you lost and you honored her 20 years later. Did you want to talk about that? Oh yeah. Lori Paestoa. Um, Actually her and Jessica Lynch were besties. When you saw one of them, you saw the next one without a doubt. But Lori and I would also talk. Um, she was a mom. She had two small children. Um, she was just a wonderful individual and um, funny as all get out. 
Uh, she died of her injuries in Iraq. She was um, severely wounded during the ambush. You know, I tried to go to her memorial. Her family has for her um, on March 23rd, the day she passed away in um, Phoenix, Arizona. When I have the courage to go, I go. It takes a lot out of you. But um, this past year, the 20 year anniversary uh, was very special to see her kids grown up so very mature doing well for themselves. It, it was um, it was in incredible to see. And I know she would be so very proud of them. Her son, Brandon, actually um, got his degree. Um, he has a bachelor's degree. I'm not, I can't remember in what. And he works with the uh, University of Arizona at the Veterans Department, helping veterans get their uh, education together, helping their kids get their stuff. He said, you know, in memory of my mom and his grandfather, who was a um, Vietnam veteran, you know, I want to help other veterans. Right, right, right. Now, in case we have listeners in Canada listening, they probably still wonder, why put yourself through this? Why did you have to go? Why couldn't you just stay? Well, first of all, I joined the military. They didn't draft me. So when it comes my turn to go, you go. Um, this is something I think is family because my dad was in the army my sister, cousins. I have a great uncle that was in Vietnam. So this is the family business. But even though I was a single mom, uh, there was a way for me to back out of it. But like I said, nobody forced me to join the military. So when it comes my turn to go, I have to go. So there you go, listeners. You got your answer. She wanted to go. It's not what he got. I mean, you could have made that choice not to. Okay. Do you ever think about what if I didn't go? Would your life have been different? What do you think about if you had not gone? Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I know my life would have been very different. I had plans to um, stay in the military for 20 years um, because, I, you know, I wanted to take care of my daughter as best as I could. Beyond that, you know, I often think, you know, when we're younger, we make plans for our life. You know, we make plans, God laughs. I expected to be, you know, married and uh, 2.5 kids in a nice home and a green picket fence or a white picket fence. You know that. that American <laughs> Me too, <dream> girl. Kind <laughs> <of stuff. laughs> yeah, too. you know. But here I am, 50 years old, a single mom of a 23-year-old dealing with all this trauma. Um, I don't know. You have, you, I don't know. I don't know. But would even if I hadn't gone, would my life had worked out that way? I, I have no idea. You know, you. I don't know what my life would have been in reality, because I sure didn't expect it to be this. Right, right, right. Now you're the face of the movie, the short film Grace. Did you want to talk about Grace? And we had Diego Lopez listeners on the show a few weeks ago. We've had Anisha Brackens on the show a few weeks ago. Now we have the face, the, I must say the, Shoshana Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I met Diego a couple years ago when he came and did an interview. He was the cinematographer interview for AARP. You know, when you get old, you get AARP. <laughs> um, and he was like, oh, my gosh. And he wrote me about wanting to do a movie about my book and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, OK, I said, but look, one of the first things I said, I'm not going to give you the rights to this, and then you just go off and do whatever the hell you feel like it. Um, I, you know, that story with the blind side has been coming up in a lot lately. And you yep. find out they improvised or um, added on to his story in a lot, lots, lots of ways. 
And I don't want that to happen. I didn't want that to happen. So, um, and Diego was always saying he would be respectful on my wishes. And he put it in a contract that I had to be consulted. He didn't mind doing that. And there have been plenty of people that have approached me over the years, but almost all of them wanted to be able to just me sign the paperwork and then have nothing to do with it. They just run with it and do what they want. That's never going to, that was never going to happen. Never going to happen. This is my life. It's also the lives, because uh, you're going to reference the lives of the people that died in that ambush and you have to be respectful. And Diego was the only one that was willing to give on that point as far right. as my input and me um, you know, nixing certain things that I thought was dis disrespectful to the memory of those who are gone and also to the memory to my family. So, you know, he won me over real quick with that. And also he's a hometown boy. His family's here in El Paso and, and uh, he's a fellow Latino. It, it was just meant to be. And I'm very grateful that he is um, a man of his word. I, I saw what he did and I loved it. Right. I've right. Shown it to family uh um they loved it um so that's a big thing you know i have a very tight family very supportive family and if they didn't like it all hell was gonna break loose so <laughs> <laughs> um, they loved it and, and once i told him that he was like oh he was like i could reassign really <laughs> you know <laughs> i've even shown it to one of my rescuers how did they like it yes 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 so he they was liked like, okay. it all right <laughs> <laughs> but the rescuers did like it, right? That rescuer you showed it to, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And I shared that with Diego and he was like, oh my God, that makes me feel so good. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Now talk about, let's give an encouragement in case people have a similar story like yours. And Hollywood does want the rights to control it and improvise on it. And they don't know what to do when they really need the money. What would you tell them? Um, that's a tricky thing, especially with the money. I, I'm in a better place. I live off my retirement, so I'm good. And I think that's something that maybe the Hollywood people didn't expect. They expect to throw money at it and think it'll go away. Um, you have to measure where you are in life. If you need the money because, you know, you had health issues and stuff like that, you stick to your guns as much as possible. But if you're not here or your family members are not here and their health is in jeopardy, then you have to do what you have to do. But if you are in a place where you're good and you're taking care, you're able to maintain yourself, stick to your guns. It's your life. It's your story. Um, obviously, they think it's worth something and you are worth something. Mm -hmm. You know, don't let them walk away with your with your sometimes I think it's like your essence. They're buying your essence and just doing what the hell they feel. With right. It. No. I guess they think if they throw money at it, we can do a little touch-ups, right? Yes. Yes. And, and certain things going to be allowed. I can't, I can remember um, having a conversation with some one of the guys that passed away. I can't go back and tell you word, word for word the conversation. So, you know, those things can be improvised, but whole situations you know, about how somebody lived or died. Yeah, you can't improvise too much on that because that is disrespectful, you know? So um, you have to stay, for me, you have to stay in with, within certain boundaries. 
And everybody has to make their own boundaries of what they will allow. Right, right. And you did that too. You were on set. Did you want to talk about, because you were on set, you were with Diego a little bit, right? No, sir. I couldn't do it. Oh, you couldn't do it. Okay. Maybe I'm I'm mistaken you. My apologies. Oh, no problem. No problem. He asked me. That's the thing. He asked me, he goes, Shauna, do you want to come out and see how we're doing? And, and, you know, he was like, he he was, we're willing to let you make correction. I said, Diego, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. I would have broken down so many times. It would, you know, I couldn't handle it. But what he would do was send me clips of certain things that he's done uh, for that day and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I can, you know, I can handle short snippets. Even now he showed me a rough cut. He sent me the rough cut of the short and I've seen it. But now that they've done redone it and, you know, they put the the sound on it to emphasize sound and color and stuff like that, I can't watch it because I've already seen it. It's too much. It right. is too much. Right. For those listeners that have been in the military who are female, what would you like to tell them? And they are going to watch this and maybe they can't handle it. What's your encouragement to them? Um, Take your time. It's okay to watch it in pieces. I've done that with quite a few movies where I'll watch like 20 minutes or 10 minutes and then I'll walk away and maybe another day I'll watch another, you know, full length um, features. I'll do that. Um, Breaking it down like that so you can handle, um, you know, the episode, you know, watching it and dealing with what's being shown. There's no shame in that. We all have issues. Um, We deal with it in certain ways. So find your way to deal with it and maybe enjoy it. And you don't want to say don't watch it, but if it's if if you feel that you're going to be triggered, then don't watch it. I, I don't want anybody to watch this and then be in such a depressive state that, you know, they have like serious problems afterwards. That's not the point of this. The point of this is maybe not just to tell my story, but to inform, you know, um, some civilians on what it's like to give them a glimpse of what went on, but I don't want anybody to be triggered and have a episode or God forbid, um, do any self-harm because it puts them in the wrong frame of mind. Take a minute to think about it and see if you can handle it. And um, if you can, um, I hope you gain something from it. Mm-hmm. They're going to gain strength though, aren't they? I, I would, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I mean, why are you putting me on the spot? <laughs> I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I hope they gain something for it. I don't know if they'll gain strength or anything like that. You know, people always say that. And I was like, I'm just being me. <laughs> I'm not trying to be this. You know, I'm not trying to be, you know, the female Black Panther or anything like that. I'm not trying. I'm just trying to be me. I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to live my best life. You know, um, that's it. That's, right. that's all that's all you can do. You know, I think of the leadership. I remember my dad went to Desert Storm and how they handled that conflict and the leadership that they had. Um, Colin Powell, Norman Schwarzkopf, and I look at what they did. They didn't go into that conflict looking for praise, looking for glory. They went in there to get the job done and get the hell out. Unfortunately, with my conflict, I feel that some of them were looking to become the next Colin Powell, the next Norman Shortsikov. When you go out there looking for praise, looking to be the next big thing in whatever you're doing, that's when the problem arises. 
Go about doing the best damn job you can. And that's when the praise and, and the acknowledgement will come. Mm-hmm. Good words of wisdom. Well, thank you. I learned <laughs> that. I learned that from my Pam, my family. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. So if it does go to the big screen, right? I think it yeah. will go to the big screen, right? Let's say if it does, who, which actress would you want to play you? Which is fine. Okay. All right. I, I know, I know, I know. But, you know, a Holly, like, let's say it gets the Hollywood budget to really, what do you call it, really go to Hollywood or make a TV pilot about it. Um. Oh, geez, that's kind of hard. Because we have to think, it's not 50-year-old me, it's 30-year-old me that this has to be. Um. So I have to pick a younger person. Um. Oh, my goodness. I was thinking Lauren London. Ah, uh, no. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anisha's I, you fine. know what? I think she's a beautiful girl and stuff like that. But I, um, I don't think L- Lauren London's rugged enough. Okay. I, I mean, <laughs> she she very very much is that beautiful girl. I think I need somebody a little bit more rugged. Okay. Um, Could Megan the Stallion work or no? She's too tall. Okay. <laughs> and how tall. tall would Shoshana have to be? Five four, five three, or five two? I am five three. Okay. And so Megan like, wouldn't work. No, Megan's like five eight, five nine. <laughs> and it, you know what? And that makes a difference because when I end up standing next to my fellow soldiers and stuff, I'm significantly shorter. So it, it, when you start looking at soldiers lined up and stuff like that, and I'm so short, it's going to make a difference at how people perceive me. So. I can't, you can't have this taller person playing me. It doesn't have the same effect unless you're going to have all the actors over six feet. Right, 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 right. It's just something that, but like you said, Anisha can work still, yes. right? Yes, yes, <laughs> very much so. When she Shout came in, I was like, oh, that's perfect. We're the same height and everything. <laughs> Shout out, Anisha. We still love you, but, you know, we want yes. to get the movie bigger. You know what I'm saying? But like you said, you don't want too much. Do you want to talk? Because you and I have had conversations over the phone, right? Too much press is not good press. Did you want to talk about that? Because you've gotten some hate mail too by people. Yes, sir. I have gotten, you know, Hollywood perception. All press is good press. No, no. Um, I've gotten hate mail. I've gotten hate mail as a black female. I got hate mail. It's just a female. You know, I got things when I came home talking about as a woman, you shouldn't have been in the military. And as a woman, you should have been at home and, you know, this and that. And then other ones, you know, I hate that my military, you know, my government's paying you as a black woman or you, they said niggerous, not black woman. Um, and not, and the thing about that one was they didn't talk about me not doing my job, being dishonorable or nothing. It was just my color. I shouldn't be getting benefits because of my color. Never mind that I did my job. So, you know, it is it is sad that we're still at that after so many years, but um it is what it is. And it, at least it's gotten somewhat better. There was no crosses burning in my yard or nothing. So <laughs> and I'm laughing at that not that happening listeners I'm just saying thank god we don't have our house burning down or anything yeah. you know yeah yeah it's gotten you know I will always acknowledge that it's gotten better you know those who fought for civil rights and stuff like that it has gotten better but we ain't there yet because as as a, someone who served my nation a nation that I was not born to that I came here 
I was willing to sacrifice uh, uh, my life. I sacrificed my freedom. I spilled my blood on foreign soil, yet they still think I am unworthy because of the color of my skin. Wow. Wow. So we have come a long way, but we ain't there yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's your encouragement to other Black women joining the veteran force today? What do you want to tell them, American, Canadian women? What's your encouragement to Black women saying, you know what, I do want to serve my country? I would say, first of all, be thankful of the ones that came before you that made it easier. Because if I'm enduring this, I can't imagine what the hell they had to go through. So be thankful. And as you go forward, it's going to be rough, but you are capable. You can do it. And then you will make it easier for the ones that come behind you. You know, it's never going to be easy. You know, that old saying, anything worth having is not easy. No. And um, But, you know, that experience, I would never give up that experience of being in the military. I would do it all over again. I would have, you know, the captured and shot thing, I would try to avoid, who wants that? But um, I would join the military all over again. Mm-hmm. It, it really shaped me. I, I think before I joined the military, um, I was very much a follower. I didn't have my own direction. I, I don't follow nobody no more. I do my own damn thing. <laughs> I I used, that's why you strong, girl, because you do your own <laughs> damn thing. <laughs> Yes, I do my own damn thing. Hence why when people came up to came at me talking about we want to do the story, but you know, you just signed it away. I was like, no, thank you. No. <laughs> and that's why they look to you and say if there is a woman listening saying, Really, girl, you would do that all over again? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I would I would you always try to avoid being, you know, the ambush and stuff, but the experience of being in the military, you know, it was a rough road. It took me Basic training was supposed to be eight weeks. It took me six months because I fractured my foot and I had to go to rehab and medical, you know, all that kind of stuff. I would still do it again. I would still do it again. It gave me a, it built up that inner strength to endure more and, and go forward. I was really a, fo- looking back, I was like, God, I I was really a follower. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I mean, you know, and and the military said, you know, put me on a different path. I I, I do my own thing now. And <laughs> you know, you're capable. And that's why I, I tell my daughter, I'm like, sweetheart, you are capable of doing so much. Don't don't tie yourself to something. Don't tie yourself to anything. Get your education, open up your eyes and experience everything you can. Right, right, right. Does your daughter want to join the military or no? Or she, we've talked about that, but I'm asking from the listener's standpoint in case listeners want to know what if your daughter wants to join? If she wanted to join, uh, I we'd sit down and have a true talk about what that is. Because you know the commercials they put out there in the real military. They're trying to get you to join up. That's not the truth. That's going to be a real talk between me, her, and my dad would give her his two cents and so forth. Um, but I would support her 110. Before, before she had said no thanks, no thanks. But in the last year or so, she actually gave it some serious thought. And she, I was like, you know, if this is what you want, I got you. We're going to have to get you ready for the military, though. And right. then, you know, she came back and said, you know what? It's not for me. And I said, OK, that's fine. And in, my, in your mind, you're probably saying, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I think she would be, I wouldn't, I have to tell you this. I'm not encouraging her, her to join the Army. <laughs> I would tell her to join the Air Force. Okay. The Army is hard on your body. It is hard on your body. Army and Marines are hard on your body. Right. You know, right. 
So there is a difference. Military, army, veteran, they're, they're all different. Yes, we have uh, the four branches, the army, the air force, the navy, the marines. Um, army and marines are hard on your body. Uh, air force is a little easier. Um, I ain't going to tell her to join the Navy. My daughter can't swim. And I, <laughs> and the Navy's on the water. So I'm like, mm-hmm, baby. <laughs> so, um, and I have a cousin that's on active duty in the Air Force right now. So, uh, yeah, I would, right. I would tell her the Air Force. And I think one of my nieces is actually considering going in the Air Force. All right. You know? All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms and the book and, you know, give us a quick message in closing? Um, I am on Instagram. I don't even, what is my Diva Love 507? I share, you know, my stuff is cooked, connected to my um, Facebook. My Facebook is set to private because I have my family stuff on there. So not the average person going to get in. Um, and then the book, um, I'm still standing from free citizen. No, wait, from Catcher Soldier to Free Citizen. Look, I don't even know the name of my book real good. Um, I'm still standing from Catcher. Crap, this is horrible. I don't know the whole name of my book. Just reach her on social media, listeners. Yeah. She will throw that out to you. But your website, do you have a website or no? No, I am so bad at this. I am so bad. <laughs> I'm a- still standing from free citizen, from capture soldier to free citizen. My journey home. Boom. Okay, that's the book, right? <laughs> yes, yes, okay. and it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon, so it should be easy to find. All right. Any quick messages you'd like to say from your speaking panels that you can listen to because you do speak a lot? Did you want to encourage the listeners? Give them a quick one-minute message. Um, one minute message, I would always say, you are stronger than you think you are. You are capable of great things. All you have to do is reach down inside and find it. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> and we are strong too, because you told such a beautiful story. And I thank you so much for coming on this platform. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. You know, at first I was like, I don't know, but you're so easy to talk to. (laughs) I thank you. And you're a friend of mine now. So you're definitely going to come back and we're going to talk about your cookbook next time because she is working on a cookbook. She doesn't have it out yet, but she's working on it next time. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's, That's my joy right there. I can't wait to get that done. All right. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroxy. I would love to thank veteran and author. You can throw out your name again. Shoshana Johnson. Thank you. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.